Welcome to COVID Convos, a series brought to you by Unraveled Podcast. You may be stuck inside, but we're so happy you're here. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. Join the conversation as we hope to unravel this season of COVID-19 with the help of these incredible and inspiring guests and friends. Priscilla, welcome to COVID Convos. Hi, Priscilla. Hi, Mackenzie. Hi, Bridget. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for being here. A little bit about Priscilla. Priscilla is a wife to a Marine pilot. She is also a mother to a beautiful baby named Fitzgerald. Um, She is extremely active in her community from junior league to other forms of volunteering um, and just being a part of many, many different circles. Priscilla is that friend that is doing a million different things and you're always wondering how she does it all. (laughs) So Priscilla is here today to share with us not only how she's getting through COVID-19 as a working mom um, and very very active in, in many different things, but also how she has gotten through over five deployments. So um, we're, we're excited to talk to you today, Priscilla, just how you have been able to like not only survive, but really thrive in these, um, in these hard times. So how is everything going for you? And here with us who just could learn so much from you. Yes. Thank you. That's like the million dollar question right now for everybody, right? How is everything going? <laughs> um, I think the truth is they're going. Um, every day we're adjusting to the new challenges that we're experiencing. And I think you guys can probably relate to this little ones as well. Um, We're taking it basically hour by hour and we're trying to make the most of the situation that we're in, knowing that these are unprecedented, unprecedented times for us and for everyone else and trying to stay optimistic, but also realistic um, about our situation and, and you know what, we're experiencing. So I, some days you'll ask me and actually I'll say some hours you'll ask me and I'm like, it's great. We just had the best time or we're out and we're playing with bees and finding little flowers. And then other moments, it's like a complete, can I say shit show? Shit show. And I mean like literally, um, and that's just how life is. I think with a toddler most times, but when you add a pandemic and a stay-at-home order on top of that, you're just adding these additional layers of complexity. And so I think it's really hard to answer that question. And the, the answer changes, you know, depending on the moment. So I think we're just trying to be flexible and fluid like everyone else. Out. A little backstory between uh, Priscilla and I is that we met out in Hawaii after I had just gotten married. And I was just a baby military spouse who had (laughs) no idea (laughs) what I was getting into. And we, we threw, I think it was a Super Bowl party. Yes. Yeah. It was a Super Bowl party. And Priscilla showed up with, with a bunch of different friends. Like I think some of them were from Johnny ship or something. And I just remember talking to you for hours at that party and being like, Oh, thank God. Like I always pray for new friends when we move because we've had to move kind of a lot of times since we've been married and that was just such an evident like god bomb friendship like we just had so much in common you're such a positive person and that just really spoke to me and little did I know that you were going through a deployment at that time and I would experience my first deployment very soon um, which you just really like were you were a role model to me because you were very positive throughout 
and you're just always like, oh, let's just go have a wine night. Let's have a girls night. And so (laughs) there really was like little time for me to feel sorry for myself because I had that friendship and that companionship. And similarly, Mackenzie, you got married and then right away didn't call into play right away. Yeah. Um, two months after we got married. So, but then, yeah, I mean, I knew nothing else. It was just time to go. This is marriage. Just like you, it's it's crazy, but it was so helpful (laughs) to know people that have had it harder for sure. Have had more deployments, have had longer deployments, all of it. It kind of, just like you said, B is like, oh, I I have no reason to complain because they are going through something so hard. And at the same time, in all of our worlds, and I think this is super similar to COVID-19, it's just a range of what you've experienced. So it could be the hardest thing that's like COVID-19 could be the hardest thing that someone has ever experienced. Whereas maybe for us, there's been a harder season, like you know, deploying your husband deploying two months after you're married. Like that's really, really hard. So the reason why we wanted to bring Priscilla on today is because David is actually about to deploy again in a few days. And so can you just kind of walk us through, and I know there's no perfect answer for this, but um, how do you mentally just prepare yourself for another deployment and, and stay positive throughout? Because you are an extremely positive person and a very accomplished person. So I, it's hard to believe that that just happens. You've got to have, there's got to be some secret sauce that you can share with us. Thank you so much for those kind words, Bridget. I, I truly appreciate them. And so you're right. And there is no perfect answer, but I think, you know, when things seem insurmountable, I've always tried to anchor myself to something greater than me. And so in the past with, you know, prior to having our son, it was service to others and, and that can mean a range of things like investing in friendships and and taking care of my friends or or people around me. Um, But in this season of life specifically, that's been my son. And so when I look at him and, you know, this is, I think, our third deployment now after he's been born. So he's 21 months and David's been gone 11 of those months. And so so he really gives me that strength. And so I look to him as the future and and the promise of, of hope. And, you know, anchors symbolize hope. And so really boiling down to something that gives you hope, whether that's God or family, that's really crucial in overcoming tough times, like a deployment or a pandemic. Um, And so being able to see beyond the self and knowing that there's something bigger and that in the grand scheme of things, um, this season is an opportunity for growth. I think that's really key in overcoming. And of course, there's more practical things that you can do every single day to kind of help you get through. And so I like to establish traditions or or little rituals for myself. And so when we lived in Kailua, Hawaii, where we met, I used to run the beach every single Saturday. And so that was one of the things that I look forward to. And that was one of the things that marked the passing of another week. And it was almost like a calming feeling for me, like, okay, I've made it one more week. And now I can get through the next six days before, again, I go and do this beach run that brings me joy. And I knew, you know, I only have X amount of those and this will be done. David will come home. I think what's interesting about COVID is that we don't really have a clear path, right? There is no light at the end of the tunnel that we can see or that we can really Um, appreciate because it's so fluid and things are changing 
And I know for a lot of military spouses and for people in other situations of hardship, that has been the case where you don't have that concrete end in sight. And so it's really important that we try to choose, you know, gratitude and joy, but also identify very concrete um, nuggets in our day. For example, if you're looking forward to right now, for me, it's vitamin C is what I call it, but I have a chocolate um, Trader Joe's dark chocolate covered um, almond butter cup every single day. Like that's, (laughs) so for me, you know, that's like one of my daily rituals right now. And until COVID um, is over and, or at least the stay at home order is over, that's what I'm doing every single day. And I look forward to that at the end of my day after Fitz goes to sleep. That's like my little reward and my little treat. So just whatever it is that you can find that brings you that, little moment of joy that you can look forward to and it can be something as small as a piece of chocolate to something like a workout or connecting with a friend but really being realistic about what that you know that object or that feeling is so that we're not setting ourselves up for disappointment I think that's so true and and so real for this moment because like honestly, this podcast series has been that chocolate for me. Like I've been so excited, you know, about this idea. And, you know, when Mackenzie called me um, and said, I just, I know this is crazy, but I think we should do a week long series interviewing people that will inspire other people during this time. And that it's been like, of course, like a hustle to get it all together in the middle of the night. I mean, Mackenzie and I are texting each other, putting emails <laughs> out. I'm like, you at two, it's two year time. And I love I'm like, it. Texting you. <laughs> and we're doing voice memos back and forth. And Johnny's like, Bridget, I can't hear another woman's <laughs> voice in my bed at one night. <laughs> but oh my God. Like, I love it. It was just so funny. But it's like this, you've got to find the little thing that keeps you going And whether it's like an artistic endeavor or a creative endeavor or, you know, hey, just playing on the floor with your kids, if that's what calms you, like, I just think we, you're exactly right. And you hit the nail on the head. We need to lower our standard for what makes, what makes us happy. Like maybe before making us happy, what made us happy was like, hey, babe, I'm going out shopping. I'll see you at two. Um, thanks for watching the kids. And that, that can't happen right now. You know, things that we did before that were, you know, stress relievers or the ability, like I joked with Mackenzie, I went to the grocery store yesterday and I, it felt like paradise. (laughs) So it's just like finding the little things right now. And I'm sure it's the same for a deployment. Like you really got to, you don't have that spouse or that partner with you to pick up the pieces when you're having a bad day or, you know, when you need a little bit extra help, especially if you have kids. And so I think that the time, like right now, it's definitely testing all of us in a way, but there have been people like military spouses who have been through hardships um, just like this. Absolutely. Um, So I truly believe that. I think that every, every hardship that we experience in our life is preparing us for, for those bigger moments, right? I mean, just by design, you know, we were made to, to go through suffering in life. Um, you know, we experience pain physically, but we also experience emotional pain with the loss of family members or friends, and we grieve different things. So I think that, you know, 
for a lot of people, COVID is a really good opportunity. And I hate to downplay like the severity of everything that's happening, but it's also a good opportunity to take stock of your life and take stock of, you know, what you perceive life to be and know that, you know, things are not always going to be rainbows and roses. There will be hardship. And so this is an opportunity for us to lean into that discomfort and to grow from it so that one day down the line when we experience bigger loss, we would have trained for that by how we're reacting currently and how we're channeling our energy so that we are prepared to take those other challenges head on. And so, you know, and I can attest to that just going through so many deployments at different points of my life. I mean, David and I got married when I was 23. We had no children. And he deployed a couple months after that, similar to Mackenzie's experience. Um, and at that moment, I thought that was the hardest thing I ever had to do. And then fast forward, six years later, David deployed when our son was 17 days old. And in that moment, I thought that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And so I think, you know, every challenge that presents itself is preparing us for the next one. And I felt like I was better equipped you know, when Fitz was 17 days old because I'd gone through all of those other challenges. Um, and so I think, you know, if this is the hardest thing you've ever had to do. I hope that you haven't lost someone that you love. I hope that you haven't lost your job, but, you know, take this opportunity to really prepare yourself for the next thing that's coming because I think eventually we're all going to experience hardship and pain. And that is the beauty of life, right? We have so much happiness and joy. And I think it's augmented by experiencing that pain because it provides that contrast for our lives. I agree with that, Priscilla. That is so beautiful how you can see that even amidst your own suffering. I Something you touched on earlier was supporting others and selflessly giving of yourself in your own struggle, which is amazing. You usually hear about people helping others when they're at their best, right? Like I'm making a ton of money right now. I can give that, or I have a ton of time on my hands. My kids are out of the house. I, whatever it is, but you want to help people when you need the help still get graces from that, from serving others, you feel served. So I just, that is such a beautiful way to go about COVID and go about hardships and I think you're so right. Bridge and I were talking about this the other day, how as we get older, yes, life gets better, but it gets harder. It's augmented. I love that word. Your hardships train you for the next hard thing, and they also help you appreciate the beauty of life and the joys that come later on. So Absolutely. You wouldn't be able to like have those unless you appreciated your suffering. Absolutely. And I want to quickly touch upon what you said, Mackenzie, in terms of like giving back to others and helping others, even in the midst of your own hardship. Um, I didn't learn that. It didn't just come to me that I was like, oh, I'm going to help other people and then I'm going to feel better. I think, you know, I learned this a few years ago when I was in a really tough situation and giving back was almost an escape for me. And it was situational. I was, um, I was in a position where I was kind of having these really difficult moments with a friend who I was living with. And so my only escape was to go and volunteer because I didn't have a job. I just moved to a new city and I, you know, my husband was deployed. 
again. And so I had to be very mindful of like spending money. And I was like, okay, the only thing I can actually do because it doesn't cost me anything is to volunteer. And so I just started volunteering every single day to get away from like my tough situation um, with my great friends. And so it forced me to look beyond myself and my, you know, my situation that I thought was so difficult, right? It opened my eyes and I got to experience true suffering through others, children who are homeless, people who are battling addiction. And by immersing myself into, you know, those different environments, I realized I am so blessed and I have so much and what I'm going through, which seems like, you know, the whole world is falling apart. The sky is falling. I was like chicken little. I realized, no, really, my life is great. And I'm so lucky that I can give back to, to others who truly are going through tough times. That taught me a great lesson in terms of, you know, removing ourselves from our little bubble. And then it opens up the world for us and we can change our perspective. It, I was and just, it changes, yeah, it, it changes our world. It's a total perspective shift. And like, like you just did that for me because like I was saying before we started the episode, oh my gosh, guys, I just had the worst day. This might've been the worst day of, you know, COVID-19 for me. And then talking with you about all these things that you've experienced and how you're about to experience a deployment on Monday, it's literally a shift of like, this is not hard. This is totally fine. There are people that are about to experience something that's 10 times harder than for than than what I'm going through. And so it could be anything, but it's like being able to see outside your window and say like, this is not that bad. Somebody might've lost somebody like for, right. from 19. So like I can get through the fact that my kids are acting like gremlins today and my husband is running for the hills. So I mean, we can all just... I think we can get stuck in our worlds and it, it's a bad thing because when we get stuck in our world, we lose sight of what other people could be going through. Um, and it makes me think that there's a ton of, of suffering that can be experienced that good can come from. Like I even think about like childhood experiences I had and, you know, coming from a broken home, I was just talking to a friend about this. I had like a zoom happy hour with a friend who's now going to pursue psychology because of some hardships that she went through as a child. And they were very similar to things that, that I went through with my parents divorcing, but to see the joy on her face that like at 40 years old, she's realized like, maybe I went through all of those things I went through as a kid to help other people. And it was like, she, like we call this podcast unraveling the call. And all I could think of when my friend Trish was talking to me was, I feel like I'm watching someone unravel their call. Like this is the coolest thing. And she was just like, like in tears. She's like, I feel like I've had a breakthrough. Like this is my purpose. I'm meant to help other people who have been through what I've been through. And it just was so beautiful. And when I think about you, Priscilla, you have helped so many women in your life. I mean, other than being, you know, very active in junior league and helping in those communities, even just your close friends. I mean, as a friend of yours, you've mentored me about work situations, about, you know, relationship situations. And I mean, I don't know if you know this, but you are a very, very just wise, wise mentor to a lot of women. And so I a hundred percent attribute that to probably all these things that, you know, you've been able to 
go through. And I want to say thank you so much for all of those kind words. And I think you're so right that I wouldn't have the opportunity to to serve my friends and any of the people in my in my community without all of those experiences. And so, like every one of those, from I, I do believe that like wisdom comes from suffering. Like if you you don't reach a certain level of wisdom unless you have been through things. Um, and I think that you have you have an amazing career. You're a senior leader at your company, um, but you're also an incredible mom and a super resilient spouse. I mean, there are not a lot of spouses out there that would say, sure, honey, continue your dream to be a Marine pilot. And I'm just going to tell you right now that I am not that strong. And so you really inspire me to be more open to allowing, you know, my spouse to really shine, even if it means that I have to sacrifice. So that's a super cool, just a super cool leadership quality that you have. No, I appreciate that. And you know, what's interesting, Bridget, is that it's not, it's not easy. And it's, I think, you know, Dave and I were talking about this earlier today, actually, we went on a walk, just the two of us. And um, we were talking about this life we've chosen and how, how difficult it has been for us. And I think what what brings me joy is that David is following this path that is really in service of others and it's greater than him and it's greater than I am, um, you know, fighting for our freedom. And so I have to anchor myself, you know, on that point and making sure that I keep that in mind because it is very difficult, I think, you know, on a daily basis, especially when he's gone to have to walk alone um, through life really for half of it with our son and trying to balance all the other things. Um, and I, it is a huge sacrifice, but it's not one that I make um, easily or that I do so, you know, selfless, selflessly. Um, it's a struggle for me every single day and it has created friction. And I'm not going to say that, you know, I'm just so happy that he's you know, doing what he loves and protecting all of us. I do love that he does that, but it, it, it doesn't come without consternation. And so I think it's really important that we realize that sometimes the sacrifices that we make or that others are making, they're not easy to make. Um, and the cross is heavy. And I think there was some quote that says, just because um, I carry it well doesn't mean the burden isn't heavy or something to that effect. And I think I really feel that, and I know a lot of other people do, and I don't want to, to you know, undersell the difficulty of what that path, um, you know, for us has, has meant or has garnered, um, and I think the same can go for COVID. You know, a lot of people, we're seeing them thrive, and we're seeing them really rise above in these tough times, but I would be willing to bet that there is a lot of struggle that we're not seeing. And, and you know, nobody wants to talk about um, the moments during this COVID-19 where, like, things are going down. Like, you're really not happy. Where you throw a shoe at your husband. I was going to bring up your I saw it and I told B, I said, B, I can't wait for Priscilla's to come on. She was speaking to my heart when she made the story about uh-huh. throwing the shoe at her husband. <laughs> 
<laughs> and now it's become this inside joke between us. Like, it's funny now. <laughs> Bridge talks about that, how things can be funny later. Okay, yeah, it's true, though. We were talking to um, someone, an, another woman that we um, had on Mary. the podcast, Mary Lenneberg. It was so funny because we were talking about how sometimes the biggest fights end up being inside jokes. Like, the reaction that her husband had to the first time she told him she was pregnant, he was like, what? How are we going to pay for this? <laughs> now they always joke about that. Like, she's like, I'm about to tell you something big. Please don't ask how we're going to pay for this. <laughs> and, now, and they laugh about it. And I told her about how the first time, like, our first Christmas together, Johnny got me a steamer. And I cried oh on this girl. <laughs> it was terrible and so our biggest joke now is like is it a steamer like, oh I love it that reminds me the first gift David ever got me was a picture frame without a picture in it because he was like girls always get girls picture frames and I was like oh the lord <laughs> and so now it's a joke seven years later like is it a picture frame that's so funny <laughs> I love like, it Learn, I'm not good at it yet, and I will not even say I'm good at it, but I'm trying. Both of us are trying to laugh through things, and even if we start to get snippy at each other, we almost will like call it out and just be like, I, I don't know what's going on here. Let's just take a breather. Colin <laughs> just started doing that too, Bridge. He'll start saying things like, Can we be a little more lighthearted? Because it is hard. Everyone's like losing their minds, but if I'm not joking or laughing about it, then it's gonna go down. So we better mm-hmm. just find it fun or joke with each other, even though it's hard. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite um, self-help authors, I'm like a self-help junkie, um, super into that kind of stuff. But Gretchen Rubin, in one of her books, I think yes. it's The Happiness Project, she her. says, act the way you want to feel. And uh, so I think now more so than ever, so we good. need to act the way we want to feel, knowing that you know, when we do trick, we almost trick ourselves into feeling a certain way just by smiling. I mean, you feel happier, you feel more joyous and knowing that we're going through really tough times and there is a lot of friction at home. There's, you know, kids are running around, literally there's poop on the floor. Not kidding. Like that happened at Bridget's house. That happened at my house this week too. But, you know, we need to give ourselves a little bit of permission to be, light just lighter you know in in the midst of all of this um tragedy that's going on around us not just from a health perspective but people are losing their jobs people are you know they're uncertain of what their future holds for those of us and i think we're lucky um at least you know i know for myself like my husband's in the military so i know that he has job security And so everything else that's going on in terms of like the fights that we're having or the petty things that we're focusing on, there's really no room for that right now because there are others out there who are experiencing so much more difficulty. And so sometimes we have to take a step back and just remember that and feel grateful for, almost grateful for, for the little fights that we have, right? Because they're so little in the grand scheme of things and in comparison to what others are experiencing right now. Totally. Priscilla, how long is he going to be gone for? Or do you not even know that yet? So it's five months right now. That's what they're slating him for. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a doozy with this whole situation. Like we've known that he was going to leave, I think for 
like six months or so and we had all these plans we were gonna like meet up and like Charleston this summer and we're gonna go like do all these cool adventures meet like I don't know like just find places to meet in the middle and make the best of it and have like little moments together throughout the summer and now we're realizing like that's not gonna happen it's gonna be pretty much like a clean break for those five months how do you deal with that Priscilla like the having a high expectations something I struggle with um just trying to control things you know I have expectations that this is how deployment's going to be. We're going to see him a couple times, and then they're ripped out from under you. How do you not react? I'm the biggest reactor, I will admit it. And (laughs) how do you shift your perspective and focus on, okay, not going to happen, not going to wallow in self-pity about it? Because obviously you do that well. Yeah. Well, you know, I I think initially the way that I react is just like you, you know, just like you framed it, I do – I think at first go through that phase of walling and self-pity and regretfulness and, you know, almost like resenting the situation. But then I try to focus on what is as opposed to what if. And I think I could say, you know, and just throughout my life, I have been the queen of what ifs. I've always been looking to, what if this and what if that and whatever. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that that is so much waste of our energy and it robs us of our joy. And so now what I'm trying to do is focusing on what is actually my present reality. And so now I know we're not going to have that opportunity to meet and to have those, you know, beautiful memories of, you know, summertime and meeting in different places and, you go through, you know, I think the various steps, like there is grief in all of this for all of us, whether it's true grief, losing, you know, someone, but there's also the grief of losing the experiences that we're going to have with those people that we love. And so I think just embracing that and working through it, I I don't ignore it or pretend like, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, we're just going to course correct now no big deal no I mean I think we do have to honor those feelings and however you deal with that you know I think you have to allow yourself the opportunity to go through those steps and so for me um I was resentful I was mad I've taken it out on David I've thrown a shoe at him (laughs) and I think you know those are all byproducts of my frustration and so I needed to do what made sense for me to get all of that out and so if it means going on a run and just like you know leaving it all out there or I don't know if you're into crochet whatever you do to get through stuff you just need to do it and accept this is what is and then in the future there might be other opportunities to have those high expectations but this is not the time like COVID-19 and deployments are not the time to set records. They're not the time for like hot girl summer or hot mom summer. <laughs> this is, I'm just saying, like, hot, hot mom you, summer. <laughs> I love that. You need to do whatever makes sense for you. And I think Bridget and I were talking about this early on, and I was definitely feeling a lot of pressure, you know, especially through social media because the expectations were through the roof. And I think when we started this, nobody knew that this was going to go on, right? It was like two weeks. Everybody thought two weeks, like, 
vacation. We're gonna like bake banana bread. I was bread, happy. I was excited. I'm like, oh, girl, this is. I told a friend of mine, this is the snow day I never had growing up in Florida. I was so like stoked because yeah. at the time, I don't think anybody realized. And I work with physicians, and so none of them thought it was serious. It was like, oh, it's just like the flu, no big deal. Like these are just you know, extreme precautions. And so in my mind, I was like, snow day. Oh yeah. Like I've never had a snow day. This is so great. I'm going to be home for two weeks and I'm going to work out with my baby and we're like going to do baby yeah, yoga. We're going oh, <laughs> to bake and you know, it's just going to be great. And David will be home and it's going to be the time of our lives. And fast forward seven weeks later, I think we've all come to realize that it is serious and all of those expectations that we set for ourselves and all those expectations that social media set for us are not really attainable. And I don't know if you've noticed, but at least on my feed, everyone's like toned down way down. Okay. Everyone, my favorite, because I totally was this in the beginning, everyone was like, here's my list of home projects mm-hmm. follow along as I redo my garden. And mm-hmm. like, I have yet to see a garden update. So Where's I, the garden? <laughs> like, girl, you didn't do the garden because now you're just trying to survive. And uh-huh. I'm guilty. Like I thought we were going to be painting and reading. <laughs> it is a shit show. I'm sorry to go back to Priscilla's original point. Uh-huh. Like, like laundry everywhere, oh like <laughs> Play-Doh smushed into every couch corner. And all we want to do is survive every day. Like, And so I think, you know, Bridget and I talked about this earlier in the week. Now more than ever, because we have more time, we should be guarding ourselves from consuming social media and from, from certain images that don't serve us and I think that's why we really wanted to bring you on and talk to you because I think women need more real voices Mm -hmm. and they and that takes a level of vulnerability that you have been able to tap into but I I think a lot of women are still um growing in that way where they can be vulnerable with people but when you are vulnerable I think you're life experiences are almost like an education yeah it's like you're giving us um so much it's like such a gift Mm -hmm. to when when people share um what they've been through I agree and I think it's so important to your point Bridget to share our stories and to be vulnerable to inspire other people to embrace their reality because a lot of times you know what we're seeing is unobtainable almost and so I think we're doing ourselves a disservice by trying to meet certain goals that aren't really realistic for our current life right so like and so I kind of want to take a step back really quick though because it's important to share and to be transparent and honest but I also think you know for the purpose of social media we also you know like you'll look at some of my pictures and they look perfect and then you read the caption and you're like okay she's being real here it's like this picture was like such a huge effort, right? Like to get all of these things to align to take mm-hmm. this one picture. Cause all I wanted is one picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I try to not rob myself of that either. You know, I like, I'm not posting when my kid throws the poop on the floor <laughs> because you know, that's just not the time and place. 
And so being vulnerable and being real, but also embracing like that creative side of us that wants to showcase like these beautiful moments. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and knowing that there can be, you know, those can exist together, right? It doesn't always, yeah. And so just, I think they have to coexist. Mm -hmm. And I think you're actually more of an inspiration to other people when you put yourself together and look beautiful in the post And then like two seconds later, though, you have this like super honest moment where you're like, hey, I'm about to go through this deployment or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that the two together is what makes an inspiring mix because it's like, wow, she's keeping herself together. She's not falling apart because of what's happening. She's still going inside and putting on that dress when the rest of us are in leggings because (laughs) we don't see a purpose to getting beautiful and dressed up but really there is a purpose Mm -hmm. um I was just facetiming um a girl who is helping me she's mentoring me in um in like social media and that stuff and so she runs a team very well and so I facetimed her and we had a discussion about like the things she's doing um to like effectively lead that team and she was so done up when I FaceTimed her, she was gorgeous looking. Um, and I, here I am with like a bun mm-hmm. and I'm just like, this is amazing. Like, why, why did you get so dressed up for our call? And she's like, Oh, I've been doing this every day. And she was like, it's just wow. a mindset. She's like, I, I get dressed like I'm going to work because if I don't dress like I'm going to work, I'm not in the mindset that I'm here to work and I'm here to produce some stuff. And she has a little boy and she has another one on the way. But it's like little little examples like that. I'm just like, I'm learning from you. Thank mm-hmm, you for mm-hmm. my little yeah. thought in you. The woman of the house needs to present like what she wants to see in the family. You're you're the leader, sort of, in a lot yeah. of ways. No, we are. I think I'm the CEO of my house. I'm I am the CEO of my house and of my life. And I think, you know, all of us can can attest to that, that we are we're leading our lives. And, you know, I do believe that you know, and some people have different opinions, but we have free will, right? And so even if you do believe in God, you know, and like believe that there is some, you know, there are drivers to our lives, like we ultimately have free will, right, to make those decisions and to show up in a way that is intentional and makes sense for us. So Bridget, if you're not wearing full face makeup to work every day, like you wouldn't do that now anyways, because that would be, you know, off brand for you. So, you know, so it's important to, yeah, <laughs> it's important to show up in the ways that we normally would if we have the space to do so oh and not to try to, you know, maybe overdo it to, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do believe in acting and dressing for the job we want and how we want to feel, but only if it, if it's in line with, mm-hmm. with you. Yeah, totally. Everybody has their thing. And I love that. Like when we look at Instagram, the highlight reels, it's like, this girl loves being a homemaker, a stay-at-home mom, and getting mm-hmm. dressed every day. And she does it so beautifully. Oh my gosh, love that for her. It, it, but this is my thing, you know. And Priscilla, we all—I love that we can all have our own things and be happy for them in their. Kids. And it looks different for all of us. So, so I think that it's like getting to a place in life where, like, we can celebrate like all these things that look different. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, all be at a place where it's like she looked beautiful and I'm happy for her. Exactly. Like that is awesome, you know? And I think that when you get to that place, it's like an ultimate peace where like yeah. no one else and their way of living in any way makes you feel bad because we're all right. trying to live. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not a competition. It's not a COVID competition. Okay. Just a COVID convo. The COVID convo. Right? <laughs> 
the COVID runway or like, you know, just the show of like, you know, how amazing you're handling the quarantine. Or I think on the flip side, there's also like the contest for like how terribly you're handling. Or how hard, who's having it harder. Yes. Who's having it hard. Um, Priscilla, do you have any last words of advice um, for anyone on just how to like really thrive during this time instead of like maybe someone listening really just feels like they're surviving? Mm -hmm. Do you have any last quick tip of like, what is one thing they could take with them to just really thrive every day? So I think one of the biggest things that I would recommend is to find something in your every single day that you have some control over. And it can be the smallest thing, but just something that you can accomplish and just check off your list if you're into that sort of thing to make you feel like you're moving along. Because right now, things are very stagnant, right? Like you're not leaving your house really. You're not, um, you're not going to work. You might not be doing the things you normally do. But if you can pick one thing that makes you feel grounded every single day. And so for me, that's my daily Peloton ride. I try to do it every single day and it helps me feel like, okay, if I've done nothing else today, mm-hmm. I did this one thing. Of course, I'm feeding my kid and I'm changing diapers. I'm doing like the basics to survive. But then when I do that extra thing for me, it gives me this little boost and it makes me feel accomplished. Mm-hmm. And so whatever that thing is for you, try to do it every single day and know that whatever it is, it's enough and you've shown up for yourself and for your family. And so if nothing else, just pick one thing and keep it moving. Keep it it's moving. so funny. And it, yeah. the craziest thing about Peloton is you're competing with yourself ultimately. Well, that's right. Yeah, get better than yesterday, which I just feel that like was kind of the theme of today. So thank yeah. you so much, Bella. We cannot thank you enough. Apparently you want to do a, you, you have a generous giveaway um, that you would oh, like. Yes, to- I do. Yes. So I wanted to give your listeners, um, this is a personal thing I subscribe to, so I want to share it with someone. I want to give them my Beauty Pie for next month. And so Beauty Pie is essentially a subscription service that delivers really high-end beauty products to your home, and they're made in the same labs as like Chanel and um, Estee Lauder, but they're almost like off-brand, and they're just labeled as Beauty Pie, but it's the same formulas. And they have amazing products from makeup to like cleansing and toning and just everything in between. And so I want to give one of your listeners my subscription for next month. It's wow. valued at $300. And wow. yes, I'm obsessed. So with it. generous. And for everyone else, though, I do have a code that I can share with you guys so that they can get their first month free. Um, and then I have a couple of gift cards also that I want to give away to your listeners wow. just because awesome. I have them. And I know there's, you know, people are going through hard times right now in from Cheesecake Factory. So where can, um, where can people find you, Priscilla, if they want to follow you um, online? Little old me? <laughs> well, if they wanted to follow me online, you can find me at Priscilla underscore Tuck. Um, that's P-R-I-S-C-I-L-L-A. And then Tuck is like truck without the R. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much, Priscilla, for being here and sharing all of your experiences and just really how you are such a powerhouse in so many ways, but you're doing it just so gracefully. So thank you again for being with us. Thank you, Priscilla. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. It was wonderful seeing you.
Thanks for listening to COVID Combos, a series brought to you by Unraveled Podcast. To stay a part of the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast. Thanks for listening.